friends, this is the Be Real Babe podcast, a place where your average Canadian wolf pack come together to talk about life stresses, messes, and successes. Each week, we will bring you new episodes sharing our experiences on a ton of different topics in hopes that we get a better understanding of ourselves, each other, and this crazy world we live in. We want to build a community where we can show up as ourselves, be real, and lay it all out there. By sharing our experiences, we hope to reach others who can relate so we can all help each other learn, grow, and heal. But please keep in mind, as a disclaimer, none of us here are professionals, no one is giving any advice, we are strictly speaking of our life experiences and for entertainment purposes only. Now with that being said, it's time. So grab your drink, grab your joint, and let's jump right in. Welcome everyone. Welcome back to the Be Real Bay podcast. If this is your first time here, thank you so much for stopping by the show today. We hope you have a good time. And if you're a returning listener, thank you guys so much for always supporting us, always showing up and being the best community we can ask for. If you don't know me, I'm your host, Brandy, and here with me today is my amazing co-host, Kayla. Hey, babe, how's it going? Hey, girl. It is so good and so happy to be here and talking to you today about this topic. Really, really think it's important, and I'm just very excited to do our rendition of it. <laughs> I know. I'm so super excited. So, you guys, we're all finished with cannabis for now. Sad tears, we know. We'll be back to it. Um, but this month, we're actually going to jump into women's health again, and our spin on it for this month is going to be women's sexual health. Ah! Yes, yes. So, you heard it right, and you heard it here first. We are talking about sex, and... Um, you know, if we've got your attention, that's awesome. If not, that's fine. Uh, we want to make sure that no one is uncomfortable or feels left out. So it's just going to be a very organic conversation that Brandy and I have. And so really important if you are here and you think that it is going to be a perv show, it is not. So stay or go. It's up to you. But just letting you know right now, we're not dishing on how many people we've slept with or anything like that. It's it's actually more structured towards like how how we feel about it and what our experience have been, good or bad, and society. You know, we you know the same same old same old. So. Yeah, yeah, the stuff think... that, that you guys that you're used to from us, like we want to talk about topics um, on a scale that other people don't talk about. Uh, for sure, there's definitely there's so many, and you know, like a call out to uh, the father and caller daddy uh, podcast. You know, you want to learn those things, or even uh, Sophia with an F. She also branched out and did her own, and like there's a million other good podcasts if you want to learn how to do a good VJ. You know, those types of things. There are definitely things that we should talk about, but again, we see a huge lacking and space of where we talk about things that like our insecurities when it comes to these things, how, how are we affected by other people or experiences positive or negatively? And how did that affect us in adult life? You know, we talk about the fun and the dirty and, you know, and I get it. Cause that's what fucking sells, you know, it's the, the sexy part sells and, and I get it. It, it. That's a great part of it too, but there's a huge part where it's lax, where it's like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm super insecure about this. And you would never believe that. And then you, again, you start talking to your girlfriends about, Hey, this happened to me or, you know, Oh, I feel really weird about this. Or, you know, I, 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 I feel like at this angle, like, have you ever looked at yourself when you have a double chin? Like, oh, have you ever lo- what, looked at what you look like being on top? Like, have you really? <sighs> Go look okay, at so- a mirror. Put a mirror underneath and look down. You know what I'm saying? Like, just kidding. Yeah. But, like, these are, again, conversations that we feel are lacking in in the space. And, you know, like, for sure, there's, there's fun, dirty things that I'm sure we'll 
get a little bit silly, but um, not to the point where, you know, we want to talk about the real things that we, what goes on behind closed doors that people don't talk about. They talk about the fun, sexy stuff, stuff that sells, that but there's we don't. like shame around, you know, like yeah. the double chin thing. Like, actually I saw that on <laughs> some freaking meme where it was like, oh, think you look hot take a mirror stick it underneath you and that's your face from on above when you're on top and I was like I was pleasantly okay with mine but at that same degree I've I have saggy breasts I have loose skin so when I'm doing doggy I get some weird vibes in my head about it because it's not what I'm used to I'm used to and we don't talk about that we don't talk about it and we should we should and that's where we wanted that's why we wanted this you know we talked about sex so we had a lot of we're like should we talk about this a lot of feedback which is good but again we want to talk about like the health around it your mental health around it you know pulling the body dysmorphia that comes into Mm -hmm. play you know all those things relate and there is really there and and right now there's lots of buzzwords that are going around and so you know we we're again we're coming to from this as the experiences that we have um we always open the platform for people to come and talk about their experiences so you know if you want to talk about sex this month hit us up for sure with your experiences but for us like we both have some things that are very similar and very different and that's where it kind of sparked a really good dialogue today um discussing how we were going to approach this because you know we both we didn't want to do just like oh we're going to talk about sex and how many you know because that's not really you know, that's, that's a lot of stuff is private to the partners and the past as well too. Right. So respecting everybody, but also it needs to be talked about, you know, because there's definitely, um, respectful boundaries that need to be had, but it's also like, especially for some people that grew up, let's say in a very conservative, uh, you know, lifestyle, a lot of this isn't like extreme where it's like there's Mm -hmm. some people that had that extremity and like look at people and be like you need to explore this you know so I think what I'm excited for our discussions today that we're going to have um because I think we have a lot of similarities but then different experiences too and that's always my favorite thing about us because we always come together in the end (laughs) yeah like the contrast but yeah it's weird it's like we both have similar experiences but the way we got there are the ways we got there the paths are different yeah, it's so I, yeah, I like that. Yeah, me too. And I was like, Oh, well, I had that totally different. I'd be like, Oh, this is going to be fun when we get into this later. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Oh, frick. No, and that's yeah. So I think it's great. And I, I'm really excited about it. Because this is what our show is pretty much the basis of our show is to be real and vulnerable. Talk about the things that we don't think get talked about. And every time we do something like this, we're both scared. Trust us. We're both fucking scared. And then we get the feedback from the people who listen. And it's like, you know, you're touching people because they hear you and they, they message or they, you know, however they get a hold of you, they just reach out and they're like, you guys are doing incredible things. That was something I just got told by someone else that just connected to me randomly And we've been discussing universe things. And so I'm like, I don't know. I have more people now to talk about universe stuff than, do you know, I first, it's like, I I love this show. I love it. I love everything about it. I agree. And it's like one of those things too, where you're like, you're so afraid to be vulnerable and you know, like, and like you said, that's the, that's the basis of our show is to be real, be yourself and don't be ashamed of what your experiences are because they all help mold who you are, good or bad or the other. So Mm -hmm. we should stop worrying about talking about it. And yeah, of course there's going to be 
people that judge or disagree and that's that's okay that's not a bad thing that's okay because that's either for you to grow or for them to grow so it it really doesn't really affect your day-to-day even though we all think it does what people think about us but it really doesn't and most of the time when you're being your authentic self well whether people align with it or not they respect you more for just being yourself so you know there's a lot of good and bad things for for me when it comes to you know when we first talked about it I was like immediately like you know, uh-huh. being real into our community, like I was really worried because I was like, Hey, there's some really good things I've had. There's some really bad things. There's some things, you know, currently that I'm going through personally that I've just, you know, am I ready to start working talking on about this and working on? Right. And, uh, you know, and, and then having that open vulnerability being like, Hey, let's, let's frame this because this is like, you know, for someone that is so vulnerable and open, why was this such a trigger for me? Um, you know, and then I was like, no, this is something that, you know, it's just one that we have to lean into and people need to talk about more because at at the end of the day, no matter what you want to do, as long as everyone is doing everything consensual and everyone's happy, it, it doesn't really matter. So and and I'm not saying that for other people. I'm saying that when you're thinking about the self-shame for yourself, you know? So if you have a certain thing that you like, a certain person, a certain whatever, like, we just want you guys to, like, you know, as long as it's, again, <laughs> lawful and not hurting people, you know? Like, I, I say embrace and, and, and let your freak flag fly. That was terrible uh, delivery of that. But, you know, like... I agree, okay. though. You hit it. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, it's okay. As long as you're not hurting people, there's so much more. And I think there's just so much convolution right now and we all have our different stances but at the end of the day like my only thing is like protecting kids because you know we'll get into that um when we go through this but um to kind of uh, organically go through this here the positives that I find uh, that I've had with um sexuality in my life is you know well obviously my whole life and still to now I'm straight and I have come from a household that was very um, not like open, but talking about, yeah, okay. I was very close with my mom. So we did talk about it a lot, but in a sense where she wanted to educate me, my mom always came at things where she wanted to give me all the information and be honest with me so that when I was in the situation, I could deal with it. Um, whereas like some parents go in the route of, you know, hiding things and kind of making it seem even more taboo than it is. So kids want to do it more where my mom was just like very open about like sex and drugs and all of that at a young age. So, um, the positives for me in that, were that I was like I came very educated with what it was um and like I'm fine to share this I was 16 years old and kind of have a wild story about this I'm gonna scroll for a second the guy that I lost my virginity to actually passed away when I was like 24 years old and that's like one of the hardest things ever and I I know that sounds like a weird thing but it just kind of made that moment really special no and I know exactly yes yep no right that's yeah that's a really vulnerable thing to say I think that's really yeah, I agree. It's, we had it's that, not, like, that, had I get that it. moment together. And it was just like, at the time, it was just like, oh, I lost my virginity. It wasn't like, you know, this big grand thing. It was just like, you know, I was 16. It was like, I wasn't as early as some people. I was like a little bit earlier than others. Like I was kind of right in the middle. It was a good time. He was such a good guy. We had fun and I was just like ready for it. And at the time it was just like, you know, a couple months relationship. It wasn't, you know, he's a really good friend, but it wasn't anything that was like the love of my life forever. And then it was just like, not that that, that I would ever want anybody to leave this earth. That's not what I mean. But it was just like in that moment, like that made that moment forever, eternally, like special between me and Tyler, you know, and it was just kind of like, I don't love that I at all. But it just like now every time I think of him, I just get this like, I don't know, it was just a special moment. Whereas like, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't before, but it wasn't as special. And now it's just like that was my memory ingrained with him forever. So it's like, you know, and also, though, that also kind of ties into some of the negatives is when those things happen, um, 
you know, to not get deep, but guys like, sorry, this is just my truth, but I've had two people pass away that, um, I had that kind of relationship within a couple of years time. So, you know, the positives is that I've been always super welcomed in my sexuality and my life with my friends, but there's also been negative experiences in, in my personal life that have also, you know, had me questioning everything and kind of all over the place. So I've had kind of like an up and down relationship when it, when it comes to sex, um, I'm how, how are you kind of in that, in that aspect, positive or good? How's that been in your life? I actually love that we are here because (laughs) I am thinking of it as you were saying it, it blew my mind, but there's some shit I'm going to drop here. That's going to be like, I don't know if a lot of people know and I'm all good with it, but, um, positives, um, positives for me were a being raised in an open home. My parents were just kind of like your mom, very open, very real, very honest. Never felt like it was like a scare tactic. It was just like, we're just telling you what, like what it is, like what happens. And, you know, at the same sense, because I'm, I'm sifting through some of my shit right now. uh, I believe that I have had a really horrible construct in my own mind about sex and I am going to go out on a limb and say it probably has to do with the type of profession my biological mother had. So (laughs) you know what it is. I'm not going to go out and say it, but it's just like that is what I witnessed at a young age. The dysfunction, the chaos. So I think that I've always, yes, I think that I've always had just a really stupid outlook on it. And it's beautiful that we're coming to where we are now and having this conversation. But I had lost my virginity at 13. And as you're talking to me and telling me about being in the middle, I lost my virginity too soon. And I'm comfortable Mm -hmm. saying that now where Mm -hmm. I am because I only did it because I I liked that guy a lot. And I knew I was young. I think he was actually, I was 13 and I think he was 16. So that's not too bad. I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. People might freak out, whatever. I'm sorry. Take a glass, drink of water. I'm going to do it too. We're getting really honest (laughs) here. I mean, (sighs) it's in the past. We're not saying names. No one's Mm. going to prison. Just kidding. (laughs) No. And like, I really liked him and he was a really nice guy and it was Mm -hmm. a really special moment. And, but I cried after and I don't know. I to this, I for, till right now didn't know why, and I just was like, "Oh, boom!" Probably because you didn't actually want to have sex, but you thought you had to yeah. because that's what you thought you had to do to keep a man. Yeah, and oh, yeah, that's sure. really sad, but at the same time, fucking liberating. So we're gonna roll with it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that would be on the negative. The, for the negatives, would that would be my negative is that I just never really had a fucking great image of what it should be, and oh, although yeah. my parents were great. And they did so many great things. Uh, after being adopted, um, I'm already out of my pretty much toddlerhood. Well, I'm, I'm three. So, you know, I've witnessed a lot. And yeah. I do know that there was abuse in there and it was sexual. So it's, you know, it's really, that was damaging. That did a lot of damage. So I had a lot of very misconstrued ideals about what everything was. And it yes. made things very twisted. And I remember like thinking and doing things even as a child where I was like, why am I even aware of this? Like, why do I know what this is? Like, why? 
And I think that's too, that's fair to add is that like, it was very prevalent at a younger age. And I don't know if that's because I had younger parents. So they had younger friends around Mm. or if it was just the time, because like when I was going through my teenage years, it was like the nineties when Britney Spears and the Hillary Clinton and Madonna and everything was super sexualized. So that's like one thing too, that I think we both agree on is like, you know, we're all for having these conversations and like, definitely want people to be informed, but also wanting kids to still be kids because me and Kayla both were exposed to not necessarily positive ones. And like my mom, you know, she's, you know, she was single for a while and she definitely dated. And of course, like she had no idea that, and I don't think that really affected me, but sometimes, you know, I think it is. And when you've had negative patterns develop when it comes to sex, um, especially subconsciously, and you're not aware of those things, like it can be super damaging, um, because that also affects your, could affect your relationship. Right. And, and that sometimes you're not even realizing all those things. Mm-hmm. And so, and how it affects people, like how would my mom dating a couple guys really affect me? Well, I think just for me, it was just like, like you said, that those first couple relationships that you see, um, not knowing, and then all of a sudden, as you grow into your relationships, and they're not positive, and you're having sex at a young age, it was the same reason for me, like it was a good guy, it was the right time. Like at that time, are you 16? Do you know you're in love? I don't know. No, but you know, I don't you're know. Just, you're you just, know, you know, and it, I don't take it back. Not for a second. It's an no. experience. I love it. I, you know, I remember it like it was yesterday. And like I said, it's now a special cherished memory that I have of Tyler um, among many, but it's one that, you know, I'll have forever. I wish I could laugh about it with him now, but we, we do. And, and like, you know, inside yeah. in my brain, we laugh about that. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, the same way, I think the reason it was too rushed and I wasn't emotionally understanding. And I think, for a long time, I based my worth on, on, uh, who I had sex with, uh, when, how many, you know, like that was more of like, okay, so if more men want you and you have sex, that was your value. And then that got all screwed up. And then, you know, like, yeah. And it just develops these weird patterns with worth and, you know, comparison game, you know, and there's so much that leads to that. That's a lot wilder. And then it's just like, it's just sex. It's just supposed to have fun and be good, you know, but sometimes there's super amount of layers, especially when you get your mental, um, like those mental patterns in the way that just fucking throw you off on like, and we've been there so many different times. Like you're, you know, you're feeling good in the month. You're feeling lean, mm-hmm. you know, probably just before ovulation, especially too. And you're like, mm, mm, mm. and then things are great. And then it's like, you know, a couple of days before your period and like the world is ending. And you know, that's the last time that you want someone to be looking at you. You know, you're not aware of those things. Um, when you're you really aren't. You're going through all that race, right? literally think you're crazy. And then it just developed anyways. Good, positive. There's been good and bad. And I think once you can recognize certain things are bad patterns and you just have to reprogram your thinking. And like you said, like you kind of had this thought where sex was more of like a shameful, not shameful, but like maybe more of a, not as a loving, intimate connection thing. It was more of like, you know, something you are just doing. You just do it. That is, yeah, 100%. And like, and not enjoying it. It's a chore. You don't get to have enjoyment. You know, it's not for you, it's for him. And it's always been that way. And it's always disturbed me to my core. And I get actually quite mad about it. But I'm just like, hey, breathe. You're okay. Everything's okay. You know, and I think actually how you feel, right? It's just you're yeah. a fear and it's, it's like a trigger with that, right? Totally. And people don't see how like sometimes you don't think about those things. And I didn't for the longest time. And now it's like, okay, hold on. This has nothing to do with this. This has to do because I'm having some mad body dysmorphia right now. Like, and I'll like say, you know, I'll say scratch like, oh, I just, you know, like not love my nose. He's like, what? What? Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? And I was like, my nose from this side, I don't love it. And he was like, okay, you know, and that's, you know, you, you just, 
working through some of this stuff, sometimes you don't realize that, you know, you're looking at through your lens, not their lens and their lens usually does not see you how you see yourself. Um, But that really affected past relationships because I wasn't aware of that. And now I could just say it out loud and, you know, and then he puts my fear to rest. Whereas like before I was seeking validation and just by like having sex, not like having the intimate, like that intimacy level. So it just, you know, it's played back and forth on good and bad and like who you and different areas of your life now. Right. So I think, you know, when we were younger was like, be on birth control, don't have sex, abstinence, sex is only for, like you said, don't get an STD. That's shameful. Yeah. It's, you know, don't get pregnant. That's shameful. Yeah. It's, it's only for reproducing. And it's like, you know, yeah, it is. But but there's, I think not like you said, not talking about the other fun side and exploring. I mean, I don't want nine-year-olds talking about this, but you know, we're coming to the age where you know that teenagers, you know, have that available so that they know and, you know, because they're going to go figure it out themselves, right? So having the right education there, I think, is important while also keeping the boundaries that they're kids as well. And that shouldn't always be the yes. focus of everything because as you grow up and that's always the focus at your younger age and your teenage years, to speak as adults, that is always the focus of everything. And it is super important in relationships. And don't get me wrong, but when you put your worth and your validity in that for your most of your life, it's really hard to walk away from thinking that. And it's a mind fuck. So, you know, making sure that at a young age, there's boundaries as well, but proper education, not acting like, don't drink alcohol, don't have sex. You know, their fucking kids are going to do it. That's what they're meant to do is rebel. And they have all these hormones. Let's tell them how to deal with it. So on that, literally on that note, um, because (laughs) the whole, I did the, I jumped on that like article thing to kind of try and pull ideas and questions together. I am going to throw out an Instagram tag and it's called sex positive underscore families. And it is, I've taken a little look through it and it is just a very soft way to a uh, best-selling book for sex positive talks to have with your kids, you know, because I Brandy have just discovered that because I had such weird constructs of sex, I might not be the best teacher. Therefore, I might need to educate myself so I can educate my son without that's, shame. That's very, that's very good points. And a lot of people do not recognize that um, in themselves and realize that it can be passed on even from like, you know, women, like obviously girls probably follow more, but you, you could have effects on opposite sex for your kids too. Right. And just having them feel safe to come and talk to you and, yes. and know how to properly hold hold that for them and like you always you're very 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 strong in wanting to not project your shit on cash and make sure that you're raising him outside of your shit and that's an area that you don't think sometimes but it is very true and like you're a way ahead of it now too right so you have time to prepare for that yeah it's it's just one of those things because I'm like you know uh I have anxiety and I think I, my son has anxiety and I'm like, it would be no wonder because how did I get it? I got it from uh, unstable, uncertain, no like structure. So chaos, that's the best way to describe it. Therefore, when I left Tyler and it was just me and Cash, he was surrounded by me and all my chaos. So it's natural. I don't have shame around it. On the other side of that, his dad also has his own, you know, uh, fuck. And I have unhealed shit. So definitely genetically can pass some stuff down. So it's all good and we're going to get there. But I'm just like, I'm so happy that I know now versus he's 20 and I'm like, fuck, I got to Like, I fucked you up. Like, 
That is my biggest fear in life is fucking up my kid. Like 100% the biggest fear. That's fair, but you're doing amazing. I think that's always going to be a thing. I think you parents always just think you're going to, but I think for the most part, there's the amount of awareness and like, you know, compassion that you have. It's not a worry, but also let's flip to this now. It's not always what we do inside. It's also this different standards of now we're yes. going to jump into societal standards in a whole other month because that deserves a whole topic. But when it comes to this too, though, there's always so many missed messages when it comes to um, how to uh, like, you know, be okay with whatever type of stance you have on sexuality when it comes to society as well, because you've got one side that's saying, you know, everyone should have sex and it should be open and everyone and everything is is okay and it's normal and it is and you know and all you know from normal to extremes and we're very open just like we talked about cannabis there's people that are very pro very that but on the flip side you know you've got to look at those that have different religions or different gods or different you know standards that they hold themselves to that's very opposite to that and you know there's always this always this shift of back and forth of who's right and who's wrong and I don't think anybody is right or wrong I think everyone's right and wrong for their own selves and that's a a subjective unique thing that you need to figure out for your own so for me society and the changes I want to see with society when it comes to you know sex is just literally it's an individual's personal choice and subjective like I said, unless it's illegal or hurting people, it, that's up to them and the privacy of their own home. And it's not for anybody else to say what's right or wrong. Um, but I'm tired of like all these labels that should everyone just gets to be unique to themselves and everyone should just be okay with that and not having judgment on how someone lives their own sexual life. Um, and of right? course, if labels make you feel comfortable, of course, I'm not discrediting that. But what I'm saying is there's not just black or white, like, you know, like we were talking earlier, it's not just like always positive or negative. There's this like ebb and flow of different situations and experiences that have changed even in the evolution of my life. And so for everyone, for me to see in society, I love to just know that that's like an ever evolving thing. And that's a subjective, just like I say, your cannabis journey and your mental health journey, that's all to your own. And we just need to respect others having their own. And, you know, if you can give advice or educate based on your experiences and that can help someone amazing, but not pushing your, what you think is right on others because we can't speak for them too. Right. So that's for me, what I would love to see in my experience when it comes to like sexuality in the, in in society um, and the changes I want to see. Yeah, I do. I think I really strongly agree with you. Um, I think it's that it becomes less of everybody's fucking business about what other people are doing. And I mean, you know, in there's a lot of judgment out there. And I fully heartedly agree with the statement that as long as you're not harming children or yep. anybody, it's consensual, it's lawful. It's informed. It's informed. Like these are words that consent and inf- informed consent. Fuck. If people just are like loving these words today, but they actually fit in so many different places. Like that's what I'm good with. Those ones are, those are very important. Yes. To be like, so woke culture, like, you know, no, this, like, is like, this is like, this is a hundred percent. Yeah. And it's, and, and that's, I think for me and you, that has been our basis of everything. And that's with every subject is informed consent. We're all for you doing you baby girl. You do you boo, you do you boy, whatever, hot boy, summer, yeah. hot girl, summer, mama snack, summer, whatever the fuck, like everyone can live whatever they want. As long as they're aware of what they're getting into the repercussions, because 
what I struggle with is people that get taken advantage of off of other people's mm-hmm. insecurities. And the sex industry is definitely, and we're not going to get into sex industry because me and Kayla do not have experience in the industry itself. But just like with fitness, there's a lot of praying people. And okay, I'm yes. just going to spiral for a second. This has nothing to do with not a drama channel, but oh my gosh, I've just been listening to this weekend about um, uh, this uh, YouTuber girlfriends. And essentially she was um, allegedly for entertainment purposes only um, using her girlfriend and would have sex with her and put it on her only fans page and make money <gasps> off of her. And she wouldn't get the money that she would just buy her presents. Allegedly what this is what the girl ex-girlfriend saying. And, you know, it just made me super sad because that like where you had a really good relationship and you were open sexually then took into a really nasty turn. And Oh my goodness. I was just like, you know, there's just lots of boundaries and things being broken in that aspect in this part of the world that I didn't even think existed, you know, and that really worried me for women that are any, anybody that's out there, you know, that's disturbing as fuck. Yeah. Getting used that way sexually when, you know, and then it's like, that's why I understand why some people have a really connotation when it comes to sex because some of us Mm -hmm. like had and you know both of us will speak we've had not great experiences some extremely not good experiences and it just makes me so sad that people are doing that and anyways my point is is like things are good as long as it's informed consent like if if the two of them were doing that at that time and it was fine and she was it was and she knew and yeah 100 percent. yeah it was contractual and you know like that's fine at the time now they're broken up she's asking her to take it down she hasn't taken it down she's still making money off of that and just like in any industry there's vultures that will prey on people that are innocent and i feel like there's a lot of women that are very innocent with their sexuality and they get taken advantage of and that's where my like boundaries and my limits are because that just broke my heart listening to her cry be like i love love this girl you know and it was just like oh my gosh she just looks so broken disturbing it was it was like honestly um if anybody it's not like necessarily great but just like i think it's important that people again are informed so that is part of certain you know things that you wouldn't even think of um you know and and it's a different informed consent like there was this another thing just like to veer for a second but um it was i think oh my gosh i can't even remember who it is it's some uh, I want to say like a baseball player. There's a baseball player right now that's in hot tea because um, they had some really kinky sex and she had wrote in a text message, you know, I liked it. It was good. Like, you know, raw kind of thing. Like I like it hard, rough. But then the next time they got together, like got hospitalized. So there's like oh. one side of the, 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 the table that's saying, Hey, she's liked it. You know, it, it would just sound like some BDSM or whatever. I can't say those. I can't don't know. I always BDSM. Fuck up. Yeah, I always fuck up words when they're like those, you know, acronyms. But yep. I always fuck them up. Anyways, <laughs> me that. too. Sex, like red room, like Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, you know, a gone wrong, which is fair because that's informed. But in the same sense too, like it's so hard because at what degree is that too much? And what degree are bad people like that taking that excuse and being like, Oh, it was just like, Oh, you're being a baby about it. You consented. Like, no, you almost choked me to death. That's a little different of being like, Oh, choke me a little. You know what I'm saying? So it's honestly, like, I, such yeah. a fucking dangerous, dangerous, Oof. dangerous line when it comes to stuff and consent. But Hey, if it looks like, and there's those, but if you are, especially for fucking people in relationships, like y'all do whatever the fuck you want with each other. That is nobody else's business. Yeah, like, no, that you shouldn't sure. feel shamed about that at all. And I think that's one thing that both we want to see is like, you know, making that there are people that are protected in the industry and kids, because <clears throat> let's be honest, you could put a filter on a 16 year old and she can look like she's 18, 19, you know? Oh, yep. Been there. So this those is, things I've are been super important. Sketchy situations because I was 16 and lying about my age. 
Exactly. Right. So I think for us, it's like, we want this positive, like what you said, the positivity, the good, but then there's also this negativity where people are taking advantage of and girls are younger and getting into things. And we're speaking from experiences, getting into things that we shouldn't have at a young age. So I think the only way to combat this did damage. is education. Yeah. Yes. And like talking about it and being honest and experiencing, not just making it this taboo, like Da, 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 da thing and also talking about like the relationships and the intimacy and the good parts that it can create so it's not just some like and it's good for that too don't get me wrong but I don't know just just looking at it of a different view it's either you're like oh you can't have sex only to have babies or yo that's the devil's play or like extreme to the point where she's almost dying because you're choking like what yeah like no ooh, there's it's... so many different things like we just education I think and, and talking honestly uh, I think is the best way to move forward and making sure that if people are practicing that kind of stuff they're just being aware that there are people that can take advantage of you in all ways and your hormones can be so tricky and involved in that part yeah and I just to kind of touch on that like part about the girl being hospitalized the thing that pisses me off about that is anybody that's saying oh she asked for it that is literally negating the fact that she almost fucking died. So you're minimizing her experience and telling her it was her fault. That is yeah. fucked up. Yeah. Do not do. That's like, don't do shit like that. Okay. And then don't do also, shit like that. It also makes me sad because then you also look in the comment section and, you know, Ugh. and again, there's two flip sides to it. And like we can, we always say there can be two, two things that exist. We're kind of sprinkling here. We'll come back to this, but oh, yeah. like, you know, like, so for example, there's a bunch of people that had, had exes go after them uh claiming the same things just to get money you got those mm. money clout chasers which that's true and then it wrecks it for the true victims because then when the true victims come out then all these people are like oh she's just after the money and it's like it's so sad because it's actually stalling real victims from coming out and talking about stuff and like i'll make sure i put a trigger warning on this because i don't really want to talk about at that in this we're gonna have another yeah. episode guys where we do talk about that kind of stuff but it just makes it really sad that you know, people take advantage of others because it, it's not necessarily even that they're taking advantage of others. It's actually deflecting from the real victims and making them not want to talk out about it and not being honest. So that's why I think things are super important is educating and, you know, letting people know that there are shitty people in the world out there and they can use a lot of this against you. So let's, let's be open and talk about it, but let's put up boundaries so that women and men and everyone, everyone, every person on the planet is safe in their sexual health and journey when it comes to anything whether it comes to we'll talk about like the different types of you know things that can affect your sexual health in another mm -hmm. episode yeah just you know so getting back to um kind of the topic of sex and and, and our experiences for you this is one that we kind of differed in um how did you learn about masturbation and was it like taboo were you safe to learn about it how did that go for you um gonna go back in the memory bank and just think about it um no I had to too so like, I'm just gonna kind of play it like okay with Cash my son he is growing and he's discovering himself and I have a hard time with knowing what's normal and what's not because right. of the way I learned about things so I am actually going to say I'm still learning about masturbation. And yeah. in the beginning of my life, it was very taboo. It was something that you just did quickly as to not get caught and to not be kind of a weirdo, but that also added some extra spice to it. You know, it was like, Ooh, can yeah. I do this fast enough? Like, yeah. 
And then you're getting kind of aroused by the idea of getting caught. And that's kind of a tricky thing to get into. Like to each their own, everybody has their own shit. But I just want to say, you really want to like look at the way you're looking at self-pleasuring and sex. You want to be looking at it from an open, healthy lens. You don't want to have it all twisted up and dusty and fucked up because that's a long road out of there. So I think, yeah, it was. So I'm honestly going to just come out and say openly, like, I am learning to take time with it now. It's not. I got to do it quickly just to get on with my day. Oh, I just got to. I'm in a bad mood. I need to just go. No. Honey, light some candles, put some incense on, like get in a sexy little whatever you feel great in. Just like that, like treat yourself. This is your time with yourself, you know. It's not just like, ooh, to get it over with, like it's it's like a chore, you know. Yeah, so that's that's where I'm at with that. It's it's almost like like getting your next hit where it's like drugs, you know, where it's like, oh, I'm just gonna get it to have it. Yes, we're learning to micro it's not about <laughs> yeah well no it's more like it's not about like the end result it's about the journey of it and the moment and the like and you know guys we're gonna jump okay the again, connection it's not gonna be it's not gonna be one of those things you guys are gonna turn on and get like all gross and you know do this for yourselves but we're gonna have honest conversations about you know uh self-love we'll call it for you yeah know, lack yeah of a better word because there's so much more to it than just that but that's what it made it seem when you're growing up it was just like you know, and for me, like I was sexually active, uh, young, like not young, but I think you were obviously a little bit younger. So that was probably kickstarted that for you a little bit younger. I think because I was 16, it was just, wasn't really a thing. Like I had brothers when I was 12, like I was a busy life, mm-hmm. small house. Like it just, it wasn't. And then I was sexually there active was, and that was, yep. that was it. That's what I had. So it wasn't a thought until, um, I got later. married and yeah, later in life and my spouse, and it just wasn't a topic. It wasn't something I talked about with my girlfriends. It wasn't something, and it wasn't like it was a bad thing. It was just something we, we didn't talk about. We were always talking about sex and, and that kind of stuff. So it wasn't uh, until later on in my more adult conversations and lives when I was married and, you know, you're in the oil field and your man's gone for weeks on end. That's when those conversations started coming up. And I started like, you know, go to like a, you know, a sex toy party or whatever. And you know, at first it was like, at first I was like, oh my God, I don't really, this is, oh, this is so not embarrassing. But again, like you said, there's that shame around it. But then a lot of, you talk to your girlfriends and it was actually a lot more common. And then, you know, your spouse is gone and I would never, you know, like I wasn't a person that like needed it, but it was also, you missed that. And then it was also, then I said, we'll get into this after. It was more about taking care of yourself and having that self-love aspect and being connected with yourself. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk about this more in the next episode. But again, I'm learning. I don't have to worry about males in that sense but I see as a mom like having to learn that on that end I feel like I know for myself what's really great if I like and we'll talk about that in the next episode or maybe not in that detail but you know like I found that self journey quite a few years ago and you know my spouse is very like pro that for me now so it's like an open part where you know it's for me and it's a connection to me and it has nothing to do with my relationship and it's not all the time like you said where you just had to have that hit it's more of like mm-hmm. I need some time to myself I've been alone for the week you know and you're having that moment um but for me it was just like it wasn't necessarily a taboo thing where it's like oh don't talk about it it just wasn't talked about so it's like yeah fair you know, in, in, in the sense and it was like to me it was always something like that boys did because they're always so horny is always had to touch themselves you know yeah oh and my then, god retweet holy right? shit like so it was just like it wasn't something that and then it wasn't t- and which I feel sad for because I wish I would have maybe had that connection but again 
there was so much focus on sex at that time. I always feel like it was overwhelming as it was as a teenager. Like that was just another layer that I just don't even think I was ready for, but I'm glad I found it in my adult life. And I'm glad that I honor that now. And I see it so different. Like you said, it's not the quick, dirty, get it done to get that hit. Like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, go take this hit and like get that high off of that, that end result, like the journey of like understanding your body and what you like. So then as well, again, we'll jump into this deeper, but then you can connect that to your spouse and communicate that if you don't know what you like, how the fuck are you going to communicate that with your spouse? And that's like a huge journey that you have to go on as well as self-discovery, which is definitely something that I find in your thirties, you fucking break right open because you start like really seeing the damage that you do to yourself. Yeah. There's no shame anymore. You're like, fuck it. But when, when this all came about though, talking about being taboo, when it came to coming out about having like sex to my parents, like and telling my mom, um, I think it was pretty obvious, uh, at that time, um, she was very like open to it. I didn't lie to it. I was on birth control for other reasons, but it all kind of like lined up that by the time I was sexually active, I was already on birth control. So I already felt very open with my mom. And like I said, she's a younger mom. She was 19 when she had me. So she was definitely younger and very, uh, open because she grew up not knowing a lot of things and learning them for herself um just coming from a little bit more of a religious background where you know those things were talked about so she did the opposite and kind of told me everything so that I was equipped more with what to expect and I think that a hundred percent guided me in making the right decisions um but again I could maybe just not be have gotten pregnant because uh I just can't so I could okay yeah good smart things or it could be you know it it could be one or one or the other um what about you were you like hey mom I had sex or was it just like like Hmm. last year you decided to tell them that you had sex I mean obviously you had cash so you had to tell them then but uh uh of the route that I was going to go down uh, when I got my pu- puberty hit because the boobs came, the friggin' <laughs> all the stuff started out, and then guys started noticing me, and then I was like, ooh, I'm being noticed. And then, you know, so then that, it was, uh, what, it was, it was grade, period was in grade five. I started kind of growing boobs around the same time. It probably f- got more, like, full blossomy in grade seven. Like, that's really when I remember it being like, ooh, and so that's funny. Uh, I think you're like 12 in grade seven. Yeah. I think it was 13. Yeah. I, so I was 13 when I lost my virginity. Um, I honestly don't if I told my parents. I have a great feeling that I did because I'm a very deep feeling person and yeah. crying after and not knowing why I was crying, I needed to talk about it. So I think I feel like I mentioned it. And it was an open conversation. How do you feel? Like, what, 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 how do you feel about that? Like, do you feel okay? Was it consensual? Like, did you, did you want it? That, you know, that, I feel like those are the things that were directed because my parents were awesome. So, um, I will reference that. I will ask Debbie and I will, we will will circle back to that in our next episode or wherever fully. Um, but yeah. So did you just answer this? Did you just answer this one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. I did. I feel okay. Su- I felt like I said I felt super safe. I mean, obviously, my stepdad a little bit more. You get a little bit worried when you're, but I, you know, with my mom, she was always so great in that aspect. And and because I had had so many period problems with like hmm. all that kind of stuff, I was just like I had to be super honest with them because like when I went in with, they're like, could you be pregnant? Like, you know. So for me, it's like I lost my virginity to Tyler, but then I was in a relationship for three years. I think it was about three years. Yeah. Like most of my high school with the same guy. You know, like I would go stay at his house. We would go camping. So like it was obvious. Like even if, um, but you know, there was rules around that. Like, you know, he wasn't allowed to stay at my house, but every once in a while I could go stay out at his house or we'd go camping. And that was the way. And like, my mom wouldn't totally block me, but also 
you know, make sure that I'm not always, it's not always accessible to have that. And also I was on birth control too. So if that did happen and, you know, he was older, so it was a little bit easier on his end. And then we moved in together right after I graduated high school. So she really didn't have a choice after that. Yeah, Um, fair. But yeah, my, my parents have always been like, I feel like very good at being able to talk to them about stuff in the sense where it was like, I think I learned that if I hid stuff and then they were going to find out anyways, I'd get in more trouble. So if I was just honest up front, it was just easier um, to just like be like, hey, I fucked up. And I think that's helped me in my adult life. Just be very honest when I fuck up. Not always, but, you know, definitely uh, set me up successfully and all other things to be able to come to them honestly about. Obviously, you don't tell your parents all the stuff all the time, but to a degree, they knew what I was doing, always where I was and who I was with and a safety aspect. So they obviously didn't feel too bad. And like I said, uh, for me, Losing my virginity and having sex, I think, at a younger age, um, it was fun. My hormones, I don't think I had sex for the right reasons, but I don't think I had it for the wrong. I think I had the typical reason. It's because everyone was doing it, and I felt safe to do so with the partner that I was with. And it was fun, and it was exciting and new. And you know. And then after that, I was with someone for three years, so then you really got to get close with that person. And then you know, I when we'll talk we can talk about this or not but I went through phases where it's like I was either really committed and with that one person and super loyal or I was like <laughs> a slut in between like there's no in between yep. there's like a little bit as like commitment or I'm gonna go have fun and then you know and then yep. as time and then relationships change that changes I got older um and like I said we have those negative patterns that make it as you as as you get older um like I didn't and jumping into this one I didn't really I had body dysmorphia but not in that way when I was a teenager. It wasn't like that. Like I didn't worry yes. about sex in the sense. It's more of, now. Like, it's more now as I'm aging that I noticed that when I was younger, yeah, I had body image issues, but it wasn't where I was like, oh my God, is my boyfriend going to see my stomach at this angle or, you know, the double chin theory or like, what do I yep. look like from behind? Like, you know, yep. can you see that banana hammock underneath my leg? Or can you see my cellulite? Can you see my acne when he's up close or when he's kissing my face? Can he feel yep. my acne? Like, you know, or do you have like, oh my God, I have a weird lump in my boot. You know, like we all have these things, you guys, like a hundred percent that we, that's one thing we want to talk about. Like our anxieties, um, and, and our mental illness shit that we deal with a hundred percent falls into your sexual health and helping that, especially women. We attach a lot of our emotions and guys, if you're out here listening, this is super important. If you don't know women attach their emotions, not all, but a lot of them attach them to their, you know, sexual health. So if you're in a fight or things are off or they feel weird, like that will affect them and they're feeling good about themselves, especially if you're suffering from body dysmorphia, because then it's like mm-hmm. all your worst fears. Now they're looking at you. Yes. And, and now you're yeah. going to be attractive and sexy when you just feel like a fucking blubbering giraffe, like falling through your awkward life. And like when you're younger oh or God. drunk, it's a lot easier to be that sex- sexy person. But as you age, you know, you, you start noticing your flaws and your downfalls and you pick society them hardens us up in that or- way, I would say. And they make it look like it's super easy. Not everyone yeah. is fucking Pamela Anderson. Okay. Some of us trip over air. Like that's, you know, and then you're like, oh, that's not sexy. Meanwhile, they're looking at you like laughing, thinking you're the most beautiful thing that's that's awkwardly fallen into the bedroom. But you know what I mean? Like yeah. those are also patterns that no one ta- helps you ta- repattern. There's no people out there helping you Nobody figure this talk- out. Yeah. And that's, I think, the most beautiful thing about being friends or becoming best friends in your 30s is like, you talk about this shit like yeah. there is no shame no. and we are really really honest and open with each other and it's like 
we had a so just for everybody we had like the best pre-chat like yeah. all day about this whole episode because we, we both kind of had feelings those. just so yeah. that we have it like for maybe content be like oh we're gonna post our pre-game just for like the good shit because we're like oh my god we're talking about this now we meant but it puts us in the right frame of mind and direction for the show and yeah what we feel safe and sharing um in our personal struggles too right we want to be real but we also want to respect our own growth and through the things that we're going through because some stuff is still working on and and it could change next week how we feel you know so it's it's having the mutual respect in our friendship and in your 30s of being like, this is, I'm fucked up. Here it is. Let's talk about it. Are we good with this? Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. I think too, going back to like uh, telling, telling my parents about it and being honest, um, I want to, I almost have a feeling that because of the timeline where it was and everything that I was like volatile about it in some way because <laughs> I, I fucked on the first date. <laughs> Uh, I just I have yeah no I have like these memories of my parents and there was this type this hyper vigilance around me that on their part around just and I'm I want to say it was a protection thing like they knew where I came from they knew what the history was they were worried about the the repeat of the patterns and they didn't know how to combat it so the best thing they felt they could do is maybe to just like hold close because I wasn't allowed to have fucking sleepovers at 16 are you kidding me i had lost oh, my virginity at, at 13 but oh, i was it. not allowed to have sleepovers and that was more like th- i was in grade 12 when i started doing my that. brother like had sleepovers at 16 though so Ooh, riddle me this of course. of course because boys are way more responsible right that was the thing it was like oh well he could and then my yeah but, so, like let me but add I, but my but. brother was 16 and had a fucking baby well there's that so there's no justice there None, none, none. At I'm all. pretty sure my brothers were allowed to do more too. I didn't have a baby. No one's had a baby it's just yet. Odd, gonna... right? Yeah, but it is, and it's so funny how those like you know. And I think too, it's like your parents want to give you a little bit, you know. And I think with my parents, it was always like we're gonna give you a little bit of responsibility. See how you do with it. If you do shitty, we'll readjust. If you do yeah. good, we'll release a little bit more, right? So it's like we were allowed to go camping, you know. So then we would stay together, you know. Obviously, you find ways of doing those things. It's not like you need to sleep over to have sex. You're fucking sixteen. You have it anywhere. Um, you know, and you're 34 years old. I mean, it depends on where your hip is at that day. I'm just kidding. No, I, I hear you, but you know, you know, those, those are things where it's like, you know, I think it's important again to have those open conversations. If you're a parent going through that with your kids, not in the sense where it's like hypersexualized and everything sexualized, because sometimes I feel like there was almost a little too much of that in the nineties where it was just like, yeah, we're super open about it. But why are we asking Britney Spears at 16 if she's lost her virginity on national television? That's fucked young up. Of, you know what I'm saying? Like, there was a lot of boundaries pushed if you want to go into, like, Playboy at that time. Like, yeah, cool. We all – but I was, like, remember 16, I wanted to be a part of Playboy. Like, you know mm-hmm. – yeah, it's good. A hundred percent. I agree with being open sexuality, but also you guys, there is a bad side to that too, where people have been abused and have been hurt and have had seen the bad sides. And we need to protect those people too. Um, women and children, men of all ages and all genders and all sexualities, you know, like I'm all for some things, but when it, when it hurts young, younger kids and it hurts younger women and their self-worth, like I, I will say I fucked for thinking that that was my value for a lot of the time because that's just what I grew up understanding. Um, you have a whole, and then it was like, oh, well, no, you have a hole. So any guy's going to want to have sex with you. And then it was like, it devalued that, you know, and there's just like a lot of weird perceptions and you get women that are jealous. And then, you know, there's all these weird dynamics that develop through all of this that make 
sex so much more complicated for some people than others. You know, not everyone will have that type of experience. Some people just have it and it's great. I've had it and it's been amazing. I feel so great in my relationship right now. So heard, so valued, so respected, um, you know, so seen, but there's also been, you know, a big chunk of my life where it was really damaging. I would say like more often than not. And it was shitty because it had such a good start as a kid. Like, you know, like it was just very open and things were good and we were all friends and it was okay. And, you know, then it was like some damaging and now it's like getting back to that. But then so many years of bad patterns and, you know, like I'm for everyone doing things, but just respecting everyone too and knowing that not everyone's had the best experience. And it's important that we protect those people as well. Yes, I agree. And I, I think that, you know, this is a part of the thing where uh, just exposure at a certain age, like, again, we're speaking from experience, you know, 16 to be exposed to some of that shit so yeah. you know so we're just being honest like and don't set yourself a, up for failure yeah and coming at a biological level like you know uh and i get where you know you, they talk about like oh pharmacists tell you you need to be on birth control i don't know this is all hypothetical for a week because they know people are going to start fucking the second day that they're on it you know yeah but but it's really actually active or sorry the third day but it's really active second day they just tell you that because they know people are not going to listen you know, mm. it's kind of like the same thing. You want to kind of tell them, you know, not to be like, oh, fucking all the time and this and, and like hyper glamorize it, and make everything need about sex, but also knowing that it's going to happen anyway. So having an education of how to do that safely, consensually, you know, think about think about this. Let's let's scroll for a second um, and I'm try and see if I can get someone on to talk about this. Think about when you're 17 years old and you're hammered and you're, you know, searching for sex for validation for not the right reasons and you're hammered and you're not equipped to handle the emotional of sexually that can damage some girls for a long fucking time you know so educating them on not getting too drunk and making sure you have those things in place to make sure that you're safe you know like there are yes. lots of great people the buddy there's a lot of shady yeah the buddy system there's a lot of bad people good people get taken advantage of and it's because they're so naive let's just say and i'm just going to say this hypothetically don't come and drag me but let's just say there is a very very religious young girl and she's deciding to rebel and she's going to go to her first party and she's 16 years old and she knows nothing about alcohol and someone offers her a beer or a couple shots of tequila well she takes a couple shots of tequila because the hotter guy is offering that and she's going to do that not realizing that the beer was probably the right choice um, especially not drinking very much and being that age and now mm -hmm. she's three shots in doesn't know what the fuck to do she passes out some fucking older guy finds her on the side the street like these are stories that actually happen you guys so yeah having that education of knowing the difference you know not hiding it and making this huge secret i get it to respect religion but letting them know hey this is the stuff this is the facts this is reality because they're going to experience it in real life and if they have that knowledge they're more likely to make the better choice of them just not knowing at all and going for those three shots of tequila where if they've been like oh i'm going to go for the beer i like beer or whatever just knowing that that's going to get them in that peer pressure moment a little bit less drunk than the fucking three shots of tequila you know what i'm saying oh three shots of tequila not knowing the percentage of alcohol difference. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. So I feel like it's the same thing in the sex aspect is like, you want to educate them not to the point where it's like, Oh, like, you know, there's, there's people I know that they look up to their parents and they heard how they cool they were. And they, they grew up wanting to be like them, the cool guy in school, the cool girl, the popular girl. So they try to fit in. And that's what I did. I drank and I did these cool things, you know, but realistically you, they're listening. Right. So educating them to being like hey the first time you start drinking don't go for that vodka and start slamming it 
Yeah, you know? don't. Oh, God. If you're going to have sex, be protected. Have condoms. I'm not condoning it, but please try to have that if you're going to do it because they're going to do it anyways. Don't think your kids aren't going to. And as technology is here, I didn't have porn at my fingertips. No, I didn't, I didn't either. Sexuality and all that at my fingertips. And I'm not saying it's not okay, but it wasn't as close. So kids now literally have it. My brother even had internet and he at 13 could look up porn. I never had that. I had to buy a magazine from a store. Yep. Same. Right. Not that I did, but that's how it was obtained. <coughs> you know. So now that it's out there more, there needs to be more education because the younger and younger it's getting out there. It's just fucking facts. But to make sure that their innocence is still a little bit there, they're unfortunately, you're just going to have to educate them about it. I think, I don't know, but yeah, and the whole porn thing too. That's like a whole other thing. I think it's it um I'm coming to a place where I'm like I've had some really weird constructs around it. It's also been used against me in relationships, so I don't have a healthy relationship with it and I'm I'm learning to honor that right now and say, "Hey, you don't have to be ashamed of your personal time and you also don't have to control or narrate your partner's personal time either like and that you know that comes from being in dysfunctional relationships for the better part of my life because I didn't know my worth so it's letting go of your ego and 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 your partner being able to be humbled to know that that that's a relationship with you and yourself you know and and like and, and and having those conversations if something feels weird hey I noticed that you're doing this a lot and you know things are off here or you know and having those conversations because that is important as well um, but uh, respecting that person is that own individual on their own with or without you. And they just like when you're a parent, you still need to be a wife or husband or spouse. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. And when you're in a relationship, you still need to be an individual person, um, especially when it comes to loving yourself in whichever way that is that I mean, you don't stop yourself from like going to get your nails did or your hair done or buying clothes, you know, you shouldn't always stop that thing. And, and, and even further from that, include your spouse in that too, right? Like, mm-hmm. and, and being uh, honest about it is the best way, right? And so not even just flipping from kids, being honest with your spouses of those things will also help, you know, educate people and, and, and let them understand, you know, like you said, I have my own issues. If I would not spoke, spoken that to, to Grant, he might've been like, oh, does she not care about me or like what am I doing wrong or you know where it was just like me it's just like oh no sometimes I just feel super insecure just standing there butt naked like straight up just yep. do I'm sure we all do like you know there's some days I feel bomb there's some days I feel don't but if I didn't say that to him and I was just like acting squirrely he probably like, what the fuck is wrong with you know if I didn't communicate that he probably starts self-reflecting because that's what we always do right and so just like being like yo this is like me and my brain help me work through this and then he helps me work through it and we're good you know and the next time it's not so hard to do those things you know when you have some carry on damage for those kinds of things. They're patterns that you have to rework and being honest in your relationship and communicating when you're not at your best is super important, I think. And, and to yourself and being honest to yourself as well. I think both of us have said, you know, we've had weird relationships in it and we've had weird uh, sexual validations and reasons mm-hmm. why we've had it. And it's been good and bad. And, um, and another thing talking on too, we did talk about society, but I also do think that there are being more um, acceptive and like receptive. And it's just like with the cannabis, you know, it's good to, to talk about it, but there's a whole other side that are very, very, very like against that. So it's again, working with everybody and having respect of other people's experiences and, and lives growing up when it comes to this topic. Yeah. It's, it's a big one. It's a really big topic. And I mean, I kind of feel like we covered everything. Uh, yeah, just in a really good sense. like, what, what would you, what would you like to see advance more? Is there anything that you would like to See, so have more advancement? Yes. Um, I think there needs to be more um, 
coaches and therapists specifically to the mental mm. illness aspect that relates to your sexual health. And um, we'll get into this um, in a couple episodes here about the things that can affect your life and uh, your environment that directly, not just in your in your brain can affect your sexual health. So like, for example, like we said, body dysmorphia and body images relating to your sexual health and affecting that, uh, your anxiety and that directly affecting, you know, like, oh my gosh, am I going to be, do I look like, you know, do I look at, am I going to perform well? Did I, you know, did I brush like, yeah, whatever, anything. There's so many, everyone's got different things. Like, you know, am I too distracted right now? Like with work or I just feel so stressed out or, you know, what did he mean by that? You know, there's so many things that, you know, and then I can, I bet you can attest to depression. There's some dates where you feel like you can't take yourself out for a couple of days. And then all of a sudden now you have anxiety because you've been in this hole for a couple of days. And are you there for your spouse enough? And then, oh my God, this girl is saying she's having sex every single day. So he's probably looking at her thinking, oh, well, she's going to fuck me every single day. And then, oh, then all of a sudden we're playing the comparison game, body dysmorphia, the anxiety and the depression all in one fucking thought. So I don't think people talk about it as much as how much that affects it. It just comes down to like, if you like sex or not, or you're positive or not, mm-hmm. but it's like, there's so many other fucking layers aspects and layers to it that yeah. again, open communication with your friends and your spouses are super work through those things. So, but that being said, I would love to see more experts in this area talk about certain things like, okay, well, you know, if you don't like how you look, um, maybe start having in the light, maybe start having sex um, with a light on in the other room. Or, you know what yeah. I'm saying? I don't fucking yep. know. I'm not the expert, but you know what I mean? Coming up with like ways that help people work through their, you know, mental illness, not even mental illnesses. We'll just call them like regular, every Joe Blow thoughts, thought patterns that we develop from life, whether you have a mental illness or not. And having that support to A, people fucking talk about it and not just talking about the dirty fun horny sex parts like yeah that's good too but like why aren't we talking about this why are we talking about the body dysmorphia like potentially affecting your relationship because you know like that those are things so like having more conversations about the hard parts like we're talking right now yeah the hard parts about it not the glamorized fun voulez-vous coucher avec moi part fucking porn toys only fan that part yeah that's all good boudoir i love it it's all great yep we're but fans. <laughs> we're fans of all of it, especially doing what makes you feel good. You know, I love a good rave and an aunt M and having some fun. You know, it's all good. But there's no conversations of the hard parts. Yeah, and we need to. And this is why we set out to do this in the beginning. And this is why we continue. And that's, you know, I really appreciate the the collab we did to restructure the way that this episode was because it's just such a it's it's delicate but at the same time doesn't need to be, you know, it's just the, it's the delivery. And I think that we, I think we got about it the right way here. And I, I'm, you know, the body dysmorphia thing is a real motherfucking. And like, as you age, you start to notice things are different. Like I have fucking hair on my toes. Um, I freaked out about it the other day and Ryan was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. And I'm like, why do I have bumps on my skin? Like my skin's always been perfect. Now I have these weird bumps on my fucking leg and I'm all like, what the fuck? And and yeah. And like, for me, it's just like, I'll go through these. I'm like, oh my God, I didn't, you know, I didn't shave. And and this is not coming from him. And I don't feel like I need to be, but when I feel my sexiest is when my legs are nice and smooth. I'm like, oh my God, I have stubble. It doesn't oh. matter. Get out of your own head. Like, yes, you're going to feel sexiest. And that's, we'll talk about self-love. Don't shave your legs do. for a week. Try that. Just rock no, the I, hairy legs. 
and then this has nothing to do with him or society standards. <laughs> I don't like the feeling. I don't like yeah, the no, feeling fair. of I don't want to feel like a grasshopper and start like and that, and this is not <sighs> judging anyone. This is to everyone. Yeah. I personally don't like it. And so I know, but then those are things that are in my head because I'm like that anxious anxiety per- perfectionist where it's like if I don't look perfect, it's not going to be perfect. And that's right. so far from the fucking truth. Right. So it's like, Same. yeah, I'm really excited that we're having these conversations. Hopefully we'll get some good people on um, as well, um, sharing the truth. And I do love that the society is changing about it. But again, like, let's just, uh, there's takeaways from today, feel honored and powerful and safe and no shame. And what you like to do and what feels good, find consenting people, find friends that have the same things talk about it like if someone was like oh i like doing this thing in a swing upside down on tuesdays i'd be like cool that's not my thing but i'm proud of you you know and then you go to you know like you, there's people in certain communities that you can talk and you know you shouldn't be shamed about it like you know yeah. it, it's not for everyone right like i'm a people, fucking sex swing girl for sure that, i right? want You're one sex swing girl right where it's just I want like one. you know yeah <laughs> And there's so, and it's so okay. And it's just like, it's okay for us to all talk about it and be unique and subjective to what's good to us. Like we said, as long as you're protecting the young, that's one yeah, thing we're, that I'm yes. hard, hard against, like let kids be kids. Let There's so much time to be fucking wild and kinky and weird and stuff. Let kids, let teenagers focus on being that and focus on more things than their sexuality. Cause that was such a focus for me in high school. And I hated it. It was like, everything was about sex and who was having, who was dating and who was together and who looked good together and were they fucking and were they, and it was just like, I get it because hormones are racing, but there's so much more important things in life and it developed such weird patterns and sparked weird relationships. It's like have the conversations on the biological safety level, knowing that there's more to it. And when you're an adult, you really just like alcohol can explore that more to what's good for you. And we are, we supportive of every walk, every sexuality, every okay, bestiality. I'm sorry. That's a hard line in kids. Um, but you know, whatever, just you're each your own, but like, let's protect innocence. Let's educate people. Let's respect others journeys of what they do in their own home with whom they choose and whatever toy, fucking whatever i know that er nurses see weird shit you can google that kind of stuff you know there's shows out there in the world that's really as long as everyone is informed and consensual admitting when you're wrong man i took that too far i'm sorry being open and honest with your spouse and rely on your fucking girlfriends talk Mm -hmm. to them honestly about them and if they're a person that doesn't want to talk about you know your friends just don't talk to them about it then find your good dirty friends that you can talk or not even dirty that are just like open to conversations like I don't think I'll have a sex swing, but I'm interested to know about Kayla's experience with it. You know what I'm saying? We've we've talked about this stuff before where it's like, you don't have to feel shamed if you're not that wild sexual person. If you just like it in missionary, like, you know, once every, if that's what suits you and your partner, like it's all okay. Feel okay with it. Just because society has overshone some things or there's a porn industry or there's, you know, things about it. And there's people that are hypersexual. You're okay to not be like, it's really up to your own thing. If you want to be, be it. If you don't, don't feel safe to explore that on all levels it's your fucking life and your fucking penis and vagina i said it are we gonna get demonetized and we don't make money anyway no we don't but (laughs) i mean i feel like oh fuck i don't know oh my god oh i know what it's off of i'm pretty sure yeah it's schmidt off a new girl okay when he first is gonna go lose his virginity and he's like He's telling Nick about it. He's like, peanut, vagina, peanut, vagina. And he's just so excited because he's in college and he's going to lose his virginity, you know? It's just, and everyone has a different story, you know? Like, 
I know girlfriends, like I said, that lost it really early with a boyfriend that they had for the rest of their lives. There's some people that, you know, everyone has a different story. And I think the beauty is owning it and sharing it because it is what it is. Yeah. And I mean, I know people that like, I know a person that was well into their 20s before they lost it. And there was a lot of shame around it. And I was like, no, listen, you know how pure that makes you oh. in, those, in, in one way, you know, like just the, that you just you just, you waited or you held out like there is no you need to lose it when you're 16. You need to lose it no. when you're this whenever you do, you do. Yeah. And, and everyone has their own journey and you can fight for the people that are like you because there's going to be people like you. Right. Like, let's not make fun of the 40 year old fucking virgins anymore. Like, that's not no, cool. Don't shame that them. Was such a good movie. Oh, though. my God. Fuck me. Steve Carell. He is just, just next okay, level. I'm watching that this weekend. I haven't watched Hell it. Hell yeah. We're going to get high as fuck. Okay. So we're going to spend a whole day when you're here just watching those type of movies where we get really stoned <laughs> yes, and watch all those queen. old school ones. But anyways, you guys, I think I think we really did a good first one, um, you know, about talking about sex. Like I said, I think it's going to be uh, the whole month. But again, you want to learn about how to, you know, do those things and get really dirty. There's lots of podcasts. I suggest going to find Call Her Daddy. They're fucking amazing over there doing that stuff. Mad respect for, you know, um, Alex over there. Um, but this one, we wanted to talk about things that we don't talk about. The less glamorous things, you know, like there is awkward things, you know, I, I don't know. Anybody that any woman that doesn't, I'll just leave this with one note that hasn't ran out of the room with semen like down their legs or, you know, those are things that yeah. glorious stories that people don't talk about the anxiety of like, do I look good angle? You know, I've been with my boyfriend for X amount of years. Does he still find me attractive? Because, you know, there's, there's so many things that are normal about that. And we want to talk about this this month, um, following up with more self-love again, talking about sexual health, things that have affected it like birth control. Let's talk mm-hmm. about that just natural causes as well like endometriosis too we're gonna go into that and talk about like challenges with that women face sex and having sex or just yeah, and that, things and that, that yeah hormone, that hormone yeah. itself that some women are born with some women are not born with at all and the differences between that and at the end of the month guys we are going to get a little bit heavy and we're going to talk about mm-hmm. the not positives of what it's like to be woman sexualized and stuff like that and we definitely will have trigger warnings through all of this month if sex is a heavy topic you guys we totally understand um as we do every month we shift some focus so if this is not your month you know join us back in close to episode 35 36 we always title them for you guys so you know what you're jumping into um that our titles are your trigger warning so if you see that topic and that's something that's not for you or proceed with caution we totally understand this one was like i said something that's also a little bit good or bad for me, but it's stuff that I want to be honest about because we aren't honest enough about it. Same with, with my miscarriage. There's just some things that are taboo that were not talked about. And I'm really glad that Kayla made this a safe space and uh, a month as she's taking over this one for me um, to kind of direct us and be our captain, my captain, as I will captain, be her captain, my captain, the second captain on ship <laughs> for this fun, wild one. I hope you guys really enjoyed it. I feel like we got a lot of our good points across. We learned a little bit more. You know, if you want to get a little bit more perverty, I mean, we are in the next one. But again, guys, this is more educating on our experiences and making pe- people feel less alone when it comes to this. This is an area that I have always felt somewhat alone because I felt like I had such different experiences and something was wrong with me and come to find out that no, most people do. So again, on the show, we're talking about honest shit. Kayla, thank you so much for making this a safe conversation month for us. Um, I love talking to us every time. Our pregame was great. I can't wait to get on to more. Um, if you don't have anything else, I think we will say follow us on all of our socials. Make sure you love us everywhere. Send us the love, peeps. All the yeah, love. no, I think that that we we did really well. And I'm again, I yeah, the the pregame was 
that was crucial to this. That that set the tone and we were able to come to the conclusion together and have a conversation privately before we got into it. And it just, I feel really good. Like at first, when we first literally started recording, I could feel tears. And I was like, oh shit. Oh I know. shit. It's, it's, What's it's happening right now? What right? is happening? It's... We are going to talk about some shit and some shit's going to fucking come down my face. And But it didn't happen and I didn't suppress it. But it's just like, I didn't really realize you started talking from the very beginning, like positives and negatives, or what were we talking about? Virginity? I can't even remember, but there's yeah, stuff that I, I think, didn't yeah. talk about. Yeah. Like, you know, I have, you, you said something about being straight your whole life. And this is like such a random time to throw this in here because it's the very oh. end of the episode. But I actually have always liked girls and never told anyone. And just growing up in Grand Prairie, that was not something that was normal yep. at all. Like, yep, for sure. at all came out here and you know I was going through self-discovery as well but it was just like that's just something that I've I just know like and I'm not labeling it or anything like that like I've always said I'm not bisexual do not call me bisexual please do not put that label on me don't like you know I just love people yeah right now I obviously have a boyfriend that I've been with for three years so I guess that's the way that goes but I do have a love and appreciation for the beauty that women are and I don't know where that came from but it's just always been there so and such no, a random I think, thing to throw in at the end no but, oh my and God, I, I needed to no, say I, it no and that's super important and I think there's like and again there's different levels and I can't speak for anybody but you know for me it's like it's not necessarily I think I can you know this is where I really understand where you know you'd want to talk about pansexuals loving everyone because mm-hmm. I understand that like for me I could equally I feel the same way I have super appreciation for women I think they're beautiful I think they're amazing creatures I like to have them close to me um and I had to ask that question as a teenager is that something that you know like yeah in a sexual way for sure there is that aspect and that excitement but is that somebody that I want to be with for the rest of yeah. my life to be my partner to build things with and for me I definitely so I fully understand and that's where I've like think I've always had compassion with people in that sense is so loving everyone and understanding that you know it doesn't always have to be associated with a gender and it's a person yeah. um, because I love so many of my girlfriends where it's like I honestly besides the sexual part could live and probably marry you and be with you and happy for the rest of their life because we just get along on such a uh, level but yeah. then I'm just like I mean this in all respect and I'm so sorry for this side but like I'm really just not interested in your vagina like I'm just no, not I, I, I know I like same mine. Yeah. I like mine, but I, I think that I would probably choke and not be a very good lover to you, but I could be <laughs> your friend for the rest of your life. And I think you're this ma- just you know what the I best mean? turn. So, oh my God. Yeah. Yes. I agree <laughs> so though. And I mean? I've joked with it, Hillary. I'm like, Oh my God, we should be together. Labels and yes. yeah. And like, exactly. Right. And, and there, and there's that thing too, where it's like, you know, there, I love Grant and I want to spend the rest of my life with him and I want to build my life with him, but there's other, you know, people in my life, whether that's been men or women, where I just really appreciated them as being a person and being like, you're an amazing human being. And I love you just as an individual. And I just really appreciate and how, how you accent me as a good person. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I bring out the best in you. And, you know, there are that deep love of people. And that's why I always think that's why I always get so frustrated with these sexual labels, because it's like, I can just love that person. And like you said, you don't have to label me as like, I'm going to go, but I can appreciate all of that. So it's like, just an understanding that humans are incredible beings, no matter what. And there's shitty and good and bad and bad in both. Right. Like, you know, you can, you can see a relationship where, you know, especially with bisexuals. Um, sometimes I notice there'll be sometimes some women will make women be the best versions of themselves, but then 
they go to a man and it turns them into the worst. And then, but then maybe mm. they find it not necessarily subjective to gender, just this human out like personalities and, and who we are as individuals and energies. Right. Um, but you have to have that sexual aspect. So for me, it was like at a younger age where I was like questioning it. And I was like, no, I think this is just the deep love that I have for human beings and the fact of human connection. And I just need it where it's like, I want to, and so I understand people that have that on a grander for me, the choices, but I want to have that special with one person the, for the rest of my life. And I've had a lot of experiences with others. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. We're not talking about numbers, but they're high up there for me. So <laughs> me I didn't too. have to worry. <laughs> I didn't have to worry about that in that aspect, you know, but it, and it's individual and subjective to each journey. Right. Where Grant would just be like hundred percent. I've always just like, want to be with you. No, I'm not saying yeah. that I don't want to be, you know what I mean? But like, yeah, some people oh, just I wake totally up and that's know. never been a question of they're straight or they want to be like, yes, those were questions it's, that I definitely have flippy gone floppy for me. Yeah. Right. And it's like, where it's like, I can understand that. And then there's a point in my life where I was like, no, there's no like sexual outside of like a fantasy level. Like, yeah, no, real for life, sure. I would not have that. Like you, like you said, yeah. that porn aspect, that fantasy aspect, the thought process. And we'll talk about that, like in self-love, but the actual, if it was in front of me, I think I would choke and run away and be like, it would just, what I'm saying. So like, it's everyone has their own levels to that. And that's why I'm saying it's no one else's place to say where that is for anybody. You know, you yeah. could be at the right level where you know 100% you want the opposite sex. That's never been a question. You like your guy friends or girlfriends, but can never find that connection to them and that human level. That's fine. That's totally understandable. There's people that can morph in and out of that. And I think mm-hmm. that's the beauty of the world and where society is going. Um, also, again, being respectful of boundaries and legalities and not hurting people and coursing them and using vulnerable people when they're discovering that. That's my biggest issue, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, I totally respect that. And I love that about you. I think most people probably relate, especially in that teenage years when you've got so many hormones flaring and you're getting so close and you're talking to your girlfriends about sex and everything's new, right? Like, I'm not saying for all, but, you know, I think that more nine times out of 10 people will have that question. Um, And and as you age, I think, and you start exploring, then you start understanding what you actually are feeling and not just these thoughts of things that around what you're trying to discover who you are and your sexuality. Yes. Anyways, we totally squirreled there, but that was a really we did. good squirrel at the end. You guys, we did talk more. Like we said, we're going to talk more about self-love again. We're not going to sit here and give you like pointers on how to fucking jerk yourself off. Like that's not the point of these conversations. <laughs> it's more like, you know, not having the shame of about it and like our, our self journeys in that. And then, you know, like we said, we'll talk about like, I never realized birth control can affect your sexual health as much or, you know, like certain your libido. Like yeah. Yeah. And like smoking weed and the kind of weeds can have effect on like women dryness and things like that. Like the conversations that, that aren't had the, the not glamorous ones guys. So thank you guys again so much for listening to this episode on our first one talking about sex baby. Um, And uh, we'll see you in our next episode. Bye. Bye guys. Thank you guys so much for stopping by today. We appreciate you so, so much. If you like this episode and you want to hear more or be updated with episode drops, please make sure to send us some love on our Instagram page, the Be Real Babe podcast. Give us a follow and stay tuned for more realness coming to you next week. Until next time, babes.